0: If you're just joining us today, we've been discussing taxes. I'm Wayne Nelson, and you're listening to Talk to the Experts. With me on the phone from London, England, is Sherry McMillan of McMillan Estate Planning. Sherry has been giving us a bit of her insight and some ideas about tax planning, and we'll continue where we left off. But first, a reminder that the McMillan team will be hosting two virtual seminars. The first one coming up on Wednesday, March 10th. The next one on Wednesday, March 24th, both days at 6.30 p.m., to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or online at the website at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Sherry, before the break, we were discussing some proactive strategies from a tax planning perspective, and some of the basic tax exemptions is where I would like to pick up on uh, where Canadians can take advantage of. So let's talk about some of those tax exemptions.
1: Well, I think there are four top ones that we don't want to miss for sure. Um, And the very first one is an interesting one, Wayne. Your primary home is a tax exemption. So the growth that occurs on your primary home for you and your spouse, it grows tax-free through your lifespan. So ultimately, you know, society as a whole suggests that when we hit a certain benchmark in age, it's time to downsize. And I hear that very often, actually, with families. And, you know, I challenge that value and, and belief system because 93% of us will have health such that we're able to pass on whilst living in our own home and so we'll have the health that would permit us to remain in place and so i don't suggest people downsize unless they're doing it to reduce their workload not because they think they need to downsize to um, you know, take value from their primary home because what they will normally do is invest that money anyway and then they'll pay tax on that investment rather in their primary home they're not paying income tax So. Interestingly enough, a lot of our clients uh, end up upsizing during retirement instead of downsizing. So if they are going to, you know, eliminate some workload, come in off um, an acreage, let's say, instead of buying the fifth floor apartment, I encourage them to buy the penthouse. And, you know, the reason for that is obviously they have more wealth growing tax-free. And if they're part of the 7% that sadly does need elder care, in-place care or facility care, then ultimately we can still sell that asset in late life and use those funds to pay for elder care and at least they were all tax free so it's a bit of a different point of view but a primary home is certainly one asset that you know i encourage families to have value in
0: and what about younger people sherry uh, same advice to them upsize don't don't downsize
1: yeah absolutely so you know i've encouraged a lot of our young families as they get going in life that every say 5 years time horizon if they financially can afford to do it not putting themselves in harm's way of course but if they have the ability to upsize into a more expensive home and I'm not suggesting larger sometimes just a better community um, a lakefront it it's not necessarily that you're trying to increase your workload but you're trying to increase the value that's growing tax-free in your state and so um, you know It is a way in which families can create affluence through their lifespan. So, you know, we don't have a whole bunch of tax exemptions in Canada, and this one's a dual benefit as far as I can see because it's where we actually live. So we get to enjoy it, and it grows tax-free.
0: And it's something that can be applied to everybody who owns a home, really at every socioeconomic level.
1: Absolutely. And so I'm a big proponent of having a nice home. Um, I don't know I'm that, you know popular um, from the <laughs> standpoint of the husbands who come in and then their wife is out there shopping as soon as they've met with us. But ultimately, <laughs> I do think it's a wise investment. So,
0: Well, another wise investment, I suppose, for, uh, for tax exemptions are the, are the tax-free savings accounts.
1: Certainly. And, you know, they're becoming a little bit more valuable to our affluent clients because the limit's around 6000 per year. And you can catch up in years that you haven't utilized it. So I do recommend it to all families. And we have a lot of affluent families who also help their children with these tax exemptions. So they'll help their children have a primary home. They'll also help their children invest in the tax-free savings accounts. Because what's happening is, as a family group, they have more wealth growing tax-free And so it's very wise to be utilizing the entire family unit's tax exemptions um, because it does help you as a family group. So that's another contemplation a lot of families are considering.
0: And it's not just putting the money in the TFSA and, and letting it sit there. You have to have that money working for you.
1: That's right. So we want to actually invest it so that it compounds through your lifespan and ultimately, you know, it it does add value especially to the younger families because they have time on their side. So, you know, I, I think it's very valuable for mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, you know, to make sure we're optimizing the family unit this way.
0: Now what about but retirement registered or what, what about registered retirement savings plans, Sherry? Is that still a, a good tax exemption for most people?
1: Well there's a, a lot of um contrary information out there in the community I would suggest Wayne when you're affluent so what happens when you're affluent is people presume that when you're affluent you're going to get a a tax deduction at a low rate of tax today but when you draw it out later when you're affluent you're going to pay a higher rate of tax on the drawdown so that is true in first glance But it isn't true if you're proactive in how you go about planning your estate. So even my most wealthy families, I actually encourage them to optimize their RRSP because when they actually have to draw it down, when they turn 71, that's the new table today, we actually have until you're 100. So it's quite a long duration. But there's also a way to create a tax deduction against the drawdown. And when we do that, what actually happens is you pay the lower rate of tax when you draw that value out. And, in fact, in some families, in the way in which we plan, they actually don't pay tax. So I always encourage our families to optimize the RRSP programs. Um, Of course, we are all capped on how much we can do every year, but you may as well optimize that. And then we do see our affluent families also sometimes contributing on behalf of their own children, because if they optimise their RSP as young people, they can also use their RSP uh, to help buy their first home. And so it's a very much uh, a family planning approach, but it's very favourable for tax planning reasons.
0: So definitely some strategies there, some techniques that uh, the, the specialists at Macmillan Estate Planning can can help people with. Uh, to help mitigate uh, a lot of that tax. We don't want to pay more than we have to.
1: That's right. And then the last one I always like to share with families that many of us have the privilege to take advantage of is the capital gains exemptions if we are business owners or active farmers. And the great part about that is, again, we can reach across our family unit and amplify how many exemptions we're allowed to use. So, for example, farm families exemption room is a $1 million per person in the family. So if you have you know, a married couple and five children, we may be able to ha- actually have $5 million of the farm operation transfer without income tax. Now, as far as family business goes, currently the limit is around 800000 But with the indexing, we're getting closer to 900000 today. And so that capital gains tax again, gets amplified across the family unit. And so it's a missed opportunity if we're not proactive, because what happens in our estate is when we pass on, if we haven't laid it out appropriately to take advantage of the capital gain exemption, we, don't, we can't do it retroactively. And so I unfortunately see this from time to time, Wayne, where families... Next generation come in and say, we've just inherited this estate. Is there anything we can do to offset income tax? And the trick is it has to be done with the family group and the the generation that owned the estate in the first place. So I recommend all of our young retirees, our 50-year-olds or 60-year-olds are doing this proactive planning because they can amplify how much wealth transfers with, without any income tax to the next
0: generation. All right. Some great advice, Sherry, and we'll pick that up when we come back. We're going to pause for a break. The Macmillan team will be hosting virtual seminars on Wednesday, March 10th at 6.30 p.m. and Wednesday, March 24th at 6.30 p.m. to register for these seminars contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours. Or you can go to the website for more information. It's MacmillanEstate.com. Sherry Macmillan is my guest today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.